have you ever found yourself not wanting to be criticized you want everybody to say you're doing a good job you're amazing and when someone tells you you're not doing a great job or they tell you off or probably just give you proper hate and toxicity you just crawl into a shell or you break down and cry or you start to question who you are if that has ever happened to you, then you are in the right place because this is something that many mothers experience. How many times have you gone to the shops and maybe your child decides to throw a tantrum and you have everyone in the shop looking at you like you are the worst mother in the world? I am Dr. Denis. I am the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. This is where we talk about the practical things that come with motherhood, the good, the bad, the ugly, and also some things that we can do to improve our well-being and ensure that while we are combining work or our business with motherhood, we're not getting burnt out in the process. So Today, we're going to be talking about something very important, and it's all about those stones that are being thrown at you, and also about the criticism that we experience, especially as mothers. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, and if maybe you're going for a walk, you're doing the school run, you're doing the laundry, make sure you come back and listen to this episode again, because this is something that many of us overlook. And we sweep it under the carpet, but it's something that we need to talk more about. And at some point, I'm going to have a discussion where we have a round table with other mothers coming together to say, hey, how has this affected you? Because this is something that really hits at us as mothers, makes us question our self-worth. We start to get fearful, feel guilty, sometimes get angry when we experience this. I was speaking to a group of ladies earlier and we were talking about self-worth and that double-barreled word, or maybe you put it them as two words, self-worth is a very simple yet important element that we as mothers need to recognize. Why? Because there are many times when we are made to feel that it's not right for us to show that we are worthy. Sometimes we are made to feel that it's good and it's great to be a martyr that is trampled on and unappreciated. But that's not the case. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You are to be celebrated. And if you are not celebrated by others, you celebrate you. I remember when I was younger, my mother used to talk to me about this um, lizard. She told me about this thing that was said about lizards. So if you've ever seen an agama lizard, and there were many of them, especially when it was really like hot, um, you see them in the afternoon running around or rather crawling around on the floor. And sometimes they'll climb a wall. And by the time they get to the top of the wall, they look around and then they jump off the wall and land on the ground. When they land on the ground, they look around as if anybody, maybe to check if anybody saw them and then they nod their head. Hmm. What my mom used to say was very funny. She says, the lizard jumps off the wall, looks around and says, hmm, I tried, I tried. So he, the lizard is celebrating itself. It's saying it did a great job by landing on the floor. 
at least on its tummy, not on its back. And we need to remember to do that every now and again. Why? Because there's sometimes that even if you cut your head, put another platter and give it to the people that are criticizing you, they're not going to stop. They're still going to throw stones. So please try to make sure that your self-worth is not linked to another person's opinion of you. And it's not linked to what you have achieved. I'm going to say that again. Make sure that your self-worth is not linked to another person's opinion of you. And it's also not linked to what you have achieved. And that's the reason why I always say every mom is a super mom, not because of the super things that she does, but because of the superpowers she possesses within And so even on those days when you're under the duvet, you're crying, you are a super mom. So without further ado, I'm going to go into the discussion in relation to this topic we're covering today, because I wasn't always the kind of person who was super confident and really I'm not super confident yet. Okay. I'm in that process. I've gotten to a stage in my life where In the old days, maybe if you told me off, I'll be cowering. But now I'm able to stand up and say, hey, I really don't care about your opinion. And I'll walk away or I just ignore you completely. Um, But there's some people that have uh, taken that a step further and um, I've not gotten that to that level yet. But anyway, it's something that is a personal choice. You might be the kind of person that would say, look, I am not confrontational. And because of my own personality, I do not want to say, you don't talk to me that way. Okay. And some people would say, no, I want to go all out so that if when people see me from a distance, they clear the road and let me pass. Some people would like a situation whereby they just coexist or they act like the other parties are not even present. They're just like air. Okay, it's your choice, entirely your choice. So having said that, um, when I was in primary school, I remember I was that yes person. I was the kind of person that would get hurt by someone and I will be the one apologizing. And it, it was really not great because my brother used to look at me and say, ah, but why are you apologizing? This person just did something not nice to you. There were certain times that my brother would stand up for me and actually be sorting that person out and say, you don't talk to her like that. You don't treat her like that. You don't call her names. You know, it was really something that I struggled with. But guess what? When it was time for me to go to high school, I had a sudden U-turn. And I'm sure if maybe there are some people from my high school that are hearing me speak, they might be able to remember the kind of person I was. I was the kind of person I took no nonsense. I took no prisoners. I, if I did not like something, I told you there and then. And it was because I was establishing my roots and my and standing my ground. I really did not want to be pushed around like I was in primary school. But you know the thing about this, many times we have things, decisions that we make. Maybe there's an event or something that happened in our lives that made us say, not anymore. 
And that's exactly the kind of thing that made me decide in high school, not anymore. And, you know, of course, high school kids can be quite mean. So we need to be very mindful. And of course, knowing the kind of person I was and my transition, it was a little bit heartbreaking to watch my daughter, beautiful, calm, gentle, loving daughter, being the person who perhaps was being hurt and she'll be the one apologizing. I was like, no way, no way, girl, you've got to get some more sass in you. <laughs> I had to kind of say, it's okay, get some sass, get some attitude. Why? Because you cannot be a doormat, not in this world. Okay. So if you are listening to me and you have a child who is out there, mommy, 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 and they have their own opinions, they have a big attitude, they have got that inflated um, <laughs> um, self-consciousness, don't dampen them by saying, keep quiet, sit down, don't be rude. You know, try to play to their strengths because those characteristics are useful for them to thrive in the world we are today. Unfortunately, the very quiet, the very calm, the very docile or receptive people sometimes struggle sometimes get hurt more than they should. And if you are the kind of person that has got um, the description as an empath, it doesn't have, you don't have to be physically hurt. Sometimes you could be mentally or emotionally hurt. And this is something you need to be aware of. So if you have a child that has got such tendencies, encourage them. Of course, you don't want them to be rude. You don't want them to be bullies. You don't want them to be violent, but you want them to recognize who they are and stand in their power. And if maybe like me, you had a child who was very, oh, I'm so sorry, when they haven't done anything wrong, having that chat with them to say, hey, it's okay for you to say, don't talk to me that way. If someone has said something not nice to you. Sometimes you don't have to say it in a nasty or rude way. You just need to state the fact. You don't need to resort to name calling or fighting. You just need to state the fact. And there are sometimes I also say, pick your battles. There are some battles that you really want to get in, roll up your sleeves and get into. And there are some battles you just want to step back and say, is it worth it? No. Move on. Ignore. Okay. So. Back to what I was saying about that transition from being quiet and docile and very receptive to the point of being the bullied person to being someone who did not really <laughs> give a damn about what people thought. Then you, you perhaps would think, oh my goodness, you, Dr. Dini, you stayed that way. No, I didn't. I swapped back again because I thought, oh, maybe I was a bit too um, hard, too um, serious in high school. I guess maybe I was, was I too serious? Maybe I was just not as friendly as I should have wanted to. And I started trying to get that balance, but rather than get the balance, guess what I did? I went back, actually not even back. I went worse than a people pleaser. I went down to the point where I would ask you, so how do you want me to respond? 
it was that bad. And there's sometimes um, you might say you're not a confrontational person. And because you don't want criticism, you just say, how do you want me to respond? And people continue to throw stones at you. Remember that you are able to make a choice. Okay. Don't stay there and let yourself be trampled on. And of course, now I'm not the kind of person that you would come and just trample in and, you know, do what you want to do and walk away. There are sometimes I go head on and there's sometimes I stand back and just ignore completely because it's not worth my time or my energy. Okay. So a little bit about what I did that helped me. It was a system I came across. And that was that realization when I said, oh my goodness, my energy is going. My emotions are vibrating at fear and guilt and shame. And those were the vibrations I had. It wasn't until that moment of realization that this had to change, that I could not continue to be in that state. That was when I broke out of that hold that thing that was keeping me anchored in the place of, I need to please people. So I stepped into a place where I started vibrating at uh, a place of anger. So I was asking questions like, who does that person think he or she is? Um, How dare them? How rude. That is nasty. They cannot do that. So I started saying things like that. And of course, I mean, you might wonder that, oh, well, maybe, yeah, it's high time you say things like that and ask those questions. They might be rhetorical questions. But staying in a place where you're angry does not serve you or serve anybody around you, especially those that are your nearest and dearest. Okay. Now, of course, when when we've talked in the past and in previous episodes, I've talked about your emotions, your vibrations, and the frequency at which these vibrations are. When you're at fear, shame, and guilt, it's really low. And when you get to a place where you're angry, the vibration is low, but it's higher than fear, apathy, shame, and guilt. So it is some progress that I moved to a place where I was now angry, but I could not stay there. And I did not want to stay there. You know why? Because when you're vibrating at a vibration of anger, unfortunately, it does not just affect your emotions. It affects your entire system. Spiritually, you get disconnected because you are emitting something that is not your true spiritual essence. You are a spiritual being made from love, made of love. And when you're vibrating at a level or a frequency that is less than love, spiritually, you get disconnected. So that's the first one that goes off really. And then mentally, you are agitated because you're angry. Your ability to focus is very, very slim, is very, very low. So you're likely to make mistakes. You're likely to be more forgetful. You're likely to lose your temper. And that sometimes can cause problems with your relationships, relationships with yourself and relationships with your nearest and dearest. Remember what I said, that the people who suffer the most when you're going through this are the people that are closest to you. So be very mindful because they're not the people you want to hurt, even if you were angry. 
uh, or maybe you have a particular person you're angry at or a particular set of people, the people that are closest to you are not the people you want to get hurt. So please be mindful. And I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about all those um, things that I started to put in place. And then after your spiritual element is affected, your mental element is affected. Remember your emotions are on shaky ground. You are angry, right? Your physical elements, that's the physical element of your well-being, starts to get affected. Why? Because it has been found, and this is all research, that when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're in that state of agitation, there are some chemicals that are released in your body. One of them, notably, is cortisol. It's a stress chemical. And it thinks, oh, my goodness, let's try and sort something out. Unfortunately, when cortisol is released and sustained over time, rather than being released and gets you gets um, its job done and goes back to the normal level, if it's kept elevated for long times, it can cause sustained raised blood pressure. What is sustained raised blood pressure? Hypertension. So then you have to get to a point where you maybe need medication to control your blood pressure. Because cortisol is just constantly being pumped out to maintain the response that is triggered by your anger state of mind or your angry state of mind, guess what? You get to suffer with features of adrenal fatigue. Now, this is not medical school training and um it's just going to give you a bit of an idea. If you want me to go into more detail about adrenal fatigue, just put it in the comment section. I'll look through it. Let me know what kind of topics in relation to what I'm talking about resonates with you and which one you want to hear more about. Okay. So if you've not already, make sure you subscribe, listen to this again. Okay. You might want to take notes if you're maybe doing other things now as you're listening. And don't forget to share with somebody, okay? So these kind of features, of course, manifest in other parts of the body. So stress, unfortunately, cortisol being elevated affects the ability of your fighting cells, the white cells that protect your body from helping you to cope with, with um, infection. So your immune system also goes down the drain. So you're likely to get unwell. And then it affects your blood sugar. So the risk of diabetes is high. So you can just imagine there's so many things that are affected. All because you were angry. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you need a, a little burst of anger. And sometimes that anger can get you from a place where you're feeling all weighed down and um, maybe upset, like you're helpless, to a place where you say, what the, I'm going to do something about this. Okay. So that's what I needed. I needed that. No way. I'm getting out of this situation. I'm moving forward. I'm moving out. How dare this person does this? And, uh, this is not right. So based on that, I was able to take that chance and take that step. But how I did that was tapping into the higher level of vibration. And what did I say? We are spiritual beings that are made from a place of love. So whether you believe that you were made by God, 
And well, I believe I was made by God. It's a situation whereby I feel that out of the love that God had for me, he said, oh, I'm going to create this being in the image of myself, like me. That was love. That is love. So I need to start to attune myself to that vibration of love. You might say, but it's really hard when I'm being abused, traumatized, insulted, ridiculed to feel any love. I probably might feel shame or anger or guilt or fear. I agree. It can be a challenge, but this is where the practice comes in. The love that you feel does not have to be directed to the person that is abusing you. I'm going to say that again. The love that I'm talking about and you feel does not have to be directed at the person abusing or ridiculing or insulting you. It needs to be a love directed at you. And how do you direct that love to yourself? It starts from how do you feel about yourself? What is your self-worth? I've coached quite a few mothers. And one thing that I've found is many mothers have had people, situations, and even belief systems ingrained into them and been uh, indoctrinated into them that they're not worthy, that they're not good enough. Maybe they made a mistake and then they're criticized. You're not good enough. How dare you? How could you? And they start to put that in and believe that they're not worthy. So we need to start recognizing that we are worthy. That is that level of love. I know that um, I might have shared this before, but one of the very good practices that has been very useful, especially if you are struggling to really recognize your self-worth, is one that my mentor, one of my mentors, um, told me about and coached me on and said, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. Okay. And with this mirror technique, say to yourself, I love you. You say your name and say you love you because, and you say what you love yourself for. It could be, you've got beautiful skin. You've got a kind smile. You, and these are things that you can see perhaps if you are struggling for what to say. Or if you are in that place where you feel, oh, okay, I don't think I can see anything good in myself looking at the mirror. Think about things that you are for being a mother. No, I love you for graduating high school, for um, having a job and keeping that job. What do you do at your job? Is it customer service? For serving customers, for helping them. That even when they're having stressful days, you're able to help them so that they have a good experience because they are in contact with you. Love yourself for that. Okay. So these are certain things that you can think of. And if you do this practice with a mirror where you're looking at yourself and telling yourself that you love yourself, my goodness, it's going to change. Try it at least once a day for the next couple of weeks. I would say if you could do it for longer and if possible twice a day, that is even better. Okay. It doesn't have to be long. A couple of minutes would do. Okay. So tapping into your self-worth, you will be able to recognize that you love yourself. 
Okay. And if you also still struggle, maybe you're going through the mirror technique, um, trying to show love to yourself that way, but you still struggle a bit. I want you to remember that you're here because of love. You're here because you are loved. Okay. You're alive because you're loved. All right. So when you think about it that way, your spiritual being having a human experience, you're, you're here and alive because you're loved and you have a mission, you have a vision, you have something that you are intended to be of a blessing in this planet. You start to feel the love. Okay. That's another way to feel that love. Because once you start feeling the love, guess what's going to happen? You will start vibrating at a higher frequency. Okay. So that's the first step. Remember what I said, when things are happening around you, there's toxicity, abuse, criticism. The first thing that goes is spiritual. So once you're connecting yourself spiritually to a place where you're feeling that love, things elevate. The second is your mind. There is that tendency sometimes to focus on what's going wrong. But I want us to look at certain things. We need to be mindful. I talked about in the previous episode, the role of mindfulness, what mindfulness does for you. It's an amazing practice. It does not have to be set in stone. Mindfulness, cross your legs, sit on the floor, close your eyes and just you know, be very still. Mindfulness can take many forms. And in my best-selling book, Every Mom is a Super Mom, I talk about those moments where you need to quiet, you need to get yourself in a state and a practice of mindfulness. So this is not emptying your mind of everything because you really can't, but it's been in that present moment. And there are so many ways to practice that mindfulness. So if you're interested, go grab my book. It's available on Amazon. Every mom is a super mom and have a list, have um, a read or of, well, of the entire book, but there's a particular segment where I talk about the mindful listening, mindful breathing, mindful eating, mindful cooking, you know, and the activities you can do for yourself and with your children. Okay. So that mindfulness that I'm talking about is being aware of how you feel, of how the situation has affected you, of how things are around you. So this mindfulness helps you to gain self-awareness and situational awareness. Okay, it's so important. We need to remember that we need that self-awareness and situational awareness. Um, there is a quote, I believe it's by Maya Angelou, says, when what people think about you is none of your business, people will criticize you. Okay, it's none of your business. So if maybe you are um, in a situation whereby you're feeling, oh, I need to respond to this person. Sometimes you don't need to. You don't need to allow your energy to be drawn into a space of drama. Okay. You don't need to allow yourself to be drawn into a place where you're feeling this person is poking me and I need to react. 
Okay. Um, if you've not already listened, there's a previous episode I did react versus respond. There is a huge difference. Okay. Remember you are to respond. You've got responsibility, ability to respond. Okay. And what's what you're supposed to do? Respond, do not react. Respond, do not react. Okay. So these are things and mindfulness definitely helps you to be more responsive than reactive. Okay. And when, when you think about that level of um, mindfulness, you also at peace with yourself because you are in the present moment. You are at peace with who you are now. This does not mean you need to settle. Don't get me wrong. We all strive to be better, but you're striving. Let it be you striving to be better than who you were yesterday. You striving to be better than who you were a moment ago. You striving to be better than the you that was limited in the past. It's so good when you start this journey of you're either using the mirror or you start this journey of journaling or you start this journey of mindfulness. And after a week or two weeks or even more, you go back and see how far you've come. It's amazing. I've seen so many mothers who go, oh my goodness, I can't recognize myself anymore. I wish I had known this sooner. And it's so thrilling. And that's the reason why I always suggest to us, especially that no matter where you are, no matter what circumstance you're going through, you are going to find a way and it's going to work for you. It's going to add value so that you can deal with something even bigger. It's going to add value to you so that the responsibility is enhanced. Okay. This is not putting weight on you. It makes your ability to respond better so that you're not a reactant. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope this is landing. So it might be a bit of a critical time, but I want us to take a moment because no matter what you do, stones will be hurled at you. Things will happen. People will criticize you. This is the tool that helped me from being that sad, um, fearful mom feeling shame. And this is something that Brene Brown shares a lot about shame. I remember someone sent me a message after sending lots of, lots of nastiness. Say, you need to be ashamed. <laughs> I laughed so hard. And this is me when I've evolved. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. In the past, I would be taken aback and be made to feel bad by that statement. You need to be ashamed. <laughs> I laugh. We need to get to that stage where people's opinion, people's impression makes no difference. It's important for your mental health and it's important for your well-being. Please take care of you because when you do, you're showing your children how to take care of themselves. Share this with another mother and please leave a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if there's anything in here that resonated with you or you want to know more about, please let us know in the chat 
I'll be more than happy to have a different talk or even bring someone who is an expert in that field to talk to you about it. So do let me know. Feel free to drop, feel free to drop me an email. I will be looking forward to hearing from you. I am Dr. Dini. I'm your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I look forward to seeing you sometime soon. Do take care and stay well. Thank you.